Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? So here we are, another episode, another week, doesn't time fly by? And I'm very, very excited because today I have two voice notes left by lovely listeners to play for you. So I'm hoping that this is the start of something really new. And as you can tell, I'm really, really excited. So first of all, I've got a voice note from Jessica who had some comments about the Finding the Right Teacher episode. Hi, Hannah. This is Jessica. I'm one of your mentorship clients. Um, I've never left a voice note, so if it comes out messed up, I'm sorry. Um, I loved your episode, and I wanted to tell you that I couldn't agree more about finding the right teacher because previously I had been working with someone who never really demonstrated how she actively tunes in, taps in, and when I had a reading with her, she had done the work before, and I thought that that was okay. And I'm learning that that's not necessarily okay, and that's not what pulls people in. It's 
demonstrating your gift. So I really, really agree with you when you say that it's important not to feel like you're strung along and um, having the carrot dangled in front of you. And um, I also really agreed with you when you were saying that you needed somebody that was very supportive and very soft and very um, gentle because personally I can relate. So I just wanted to say thank you for covering this topic and that's what set me on my path to find the right teacher. And um, that teacher is you. So thank you for doing what you do and putting your voice out there for all of us to hear. And I'm excited for our journey together. Thank you. Oh, Jessica, thank you so much. I'm excited about our journey together too. And thank you for being the first voice note on the Mediumship Matters podcast. Isn't that exciting? Now, I just want to delve into something that you said there for anyone that's listening um, so that they can understand what we are talking about, because obviously you and I have discussed this in mentorship, but... uh, other people might not know. So one of the things that is an absolute no-no in mediumship is pre-linking. And the reason why it's an absolute no-no is because when you are doing mediumship, what you are trying to do is get a blend with the spirit. You are trying to blend into that spirit. And you have to look at where your energy is flowing. If you have pre-linked with the spirit, when it comes to time to share that information with somebody, you are not doing a blending process. You are doing a memory process. So if you are trying to remember what they said, your energy is going to your mind. And even if you've written it down, you are not focusing on connecting live to that spirit and building an energy with them. You are connecting to the energy of the piece of paper on which you've written it. It's always a really, really hard thing because what everybody wants to do, especially when it's platform and demonstrating, is to have information already lined up so that when they stand up and open their mouth, they don't look like a twazak if nothing comes out. But ironically, conversely, whatever the correct adjective is to put in there, it actually damages your mediumship if you do that. Because what will happen is you will speak the bits that you remember and your person will say, yes, yes, brilliant. And you'll go, fantastic. And you'll go to reach for more and you won't be able to get more because you haven't built up a lovely deep blend with the spirit by sharing the information that they're giving you live. You have done it solo by yourself and now you're trying to build that blend in seconds. It just doesn't work. So um, it's a really hard habit to break if you're used to working that way. Now, it always seem really mean when I don't let people work that way. But once you've gone through the initial pain of this isn't working for me, oh my goodness, Hannah's nuts, and you actually try it and start working with it, you will realise the difference in your mediumship. So just to be clear, whenever I walk out on stage or whenever I am doing a one-on-one reading, I am linking live. I have no idea who's going to step forward, what's going to come out of my mouth. I just reach and there it is. 
and that is always the way. Now, on occasions, you are aware sometimes of somebody waiting. I've been aware, you know, oh, this is somebody's dad. He's waiting, but I don't speak to him. I don't communicate with him. I don't try and get any information from him. And they know how it works. People say to me, oh, but Hannah, that spirit was giving me information beforehand. No, they weren't. If you seek it, you will find it because they are there. But if you just say, okay, hi, dad, I know you're here for one of my clients this week. I'm not talking to you yet. You won't get any more information than that. And any vague, non-expected impressions that you might get, they will bring back in when you work live with them. But you shouldn't be seeking it and holding on to it beforehand i hope that makes sense it's really really damaging to your mediumship because it takes away from the blend now for my next trick i've got to be really brave here and push some of my own trigger buttons because i promised pamela that i would pamela wrote me the most beautiful email um about me which is not a comfortable place for me to be, but I promised her I would read it out. So I am ripping off the plaster, even though it's making me feel slightly vomitous and pressing all my cringe buttons. But here it is. Dear Hannah, I've been a student of yours since January, but have been listening to your podcast for a couple of years now. This email has been brewing for a long time, way before I became a student. Listening to your recent podcast, I knew it was time to try and articulate this. I'm writing to the podcast specifically as I want you to read it out loud as I know so many others will resonate with me. I feel it's important to share that we are both the same age, have a passion for mediumship and beautifully crazy overthinking brains, but in this 3D world we lead completely different lives. I recently spent many years of my life in illness and at the start of my recovery, yours was one of the first podcasts I was guided to listen to. Immediately, I admired your bravery and vulnerability, opening up on your podcast not only about your mediumship, which is brilliant, by the way. The way you have magically managed to answer all of the questions I didn't know I was looking for the answers to. You have played such a huge part in changing my life. I was made to feel so awful all of my life about the things I was experiencing when all along I was just a highly sensitive channel. I love that you asked the hard questions. You've pushed me to really understand myself and I know I can't be alone in thinking that. You've really challenged my thinking and my mediumship for the better. I am one of the mediums who say I can hear, see and all the things etc and to a certain extent I do but because of your discussion on it I've become really aware of the perception of what we experience. I believe I lack the vocabulary and understanding or just hadn't really thought about it or the way mediums describe what they can do is inaccessible to most folk which is absolutely not the case. My current understanding in what I do is interpret energy being impressed on my senses. I am learning the language of frequency and at the same time having to be extremely mindful of how I am projecting this information to the world. We blend energy with spirit and depending on the strength of blend, strength blend factors are still something I'm figuring out, sometimes it can feel like I see the whole person, faces blurred but I somehow know their features to describe them but not as an apparition outside myself. It is spirit energy impressing on my senses, creating an image in my mind's eye. 
When I say spirit is showing me and when I say spirit are telling me, it's because that's where the energy is impressed on my senses. So that's how my brain knows how to interpret it. I believe, Hannah, that you absolutely do all the things that other mediums say they do. You being too hard on yourself, you're being too hard on yourself, as it's others' inability to work out what's happening for them. On the flip side, your quest for answers has generated new discussion, and isn't that really what life's about, creating new? I'm not sure anyone is doing anything apart from not understanding themselves. Of course, there are always exceptions to the rule, and there are those that want to believe they are doing something no one else can. The special is in the hard work, Hannah, and you have that in abundance. What you are doing is so much greater than evidential mediumship. People get stuck in the story. I've probably got a great story, denying what I was all my life to a car crash, illness, mindset shift, then seven stone weight loss. I don't see it that way. It left me with zero zero confidence, not more. The fact you say you don't have a story was never an issue for me. In fact, I admire you for having the strength to follow your intuition and face your fears. You didn't need the almighty slap to wake up. Your light was already on. You've listened. How did you do that? I don't think my mediumship will be better because I had to have a breakdown to reach spirit. Your strength, rawness and honesty are creating a new generation of highly ethical mediums, even if I do say so myself, ha ha. And this is only the start. We are all moving into a new cycle of life. Mediumship is changing and you are an integral part of that global global shift. Never underestimate how important you are. Huge love, Pamela. I just want to run away from that entire email, but I will not allow myself to do it. Ah. Thank you, Pamela. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to write me that epic email and I do I do know that what we are creating with this podcast is important and I do know that it's part of the shift and the change and I'm I am trying to be what I needed 10 years ago when all of this started for me and I had so many questions and such a lack of understanding and when I looked out there in the world and I saw what other people were doing, it just didn't feel real or genuine. And I am trying that, to be that. And so I'm really glad that I am that for you. Um, yeah. Ugh. So thank you. Thank you for emailing. I love working with you and I'm so glad I've made such a difference to you. But I honestly am really fighting and resisting the compliments in that email and so I'm running away from it but absolutely I agree with you about impressing on senses and that's really really true and I agree it's really hard I mean I hear myself saying I hear they're telling me I'm seeing um and so I guess that is the language we use for it but at the same time when you're a first awakening to spirit and you're hearing all these mediums say I see I'm seeing and no one is saying that it's in their mind's eye it is really bloody hard to believe that you're really doing it because you feel like you're making it up and you are waiting for that apparition. So as long as we're all being clear that there are no apparitions, really, <laughs> just the odd occasional one in desperate times, but not as a general rule, I think that's better. I don't know. And if you are seeing full on apparitions, 
that's amazing. Um, message me. I want to book a reading with you. Yeah, there we go. So that's that. Um, and thank you again. Now, um, on Wednesday, just gone, which will actually be two weeks ago or something ridiculous by the time this uh, podcast goes out, I demonstrated to my biggest audience yet in Ipswich, a place I'd never been to. And I have to say, it was a really, really bloody good night. And in that, I actually have somebody that was in the audience who has also left a voice note. So I will play you now Ben's message. Hi, Hannah. Um, I hope all is well. My name is Ben. I actually came to see you the other day in Ipswich and want to say thank you. Had a wonderful evening and... Um, I felt your pain because the watching you get those, delivering those messages, but then you were sort of ping-ponging around the room to place it with the right person. And that must have been so frustrating. Um, I'm actually have, I actually have a question. I'm also a medium, and um, I'm just in the process now of securing my first venues for live events, which which is a massive step for me. I've been resisting for quite a long period of time. But the question is in relation to what happened in Ipswich, where you were had brilliant evidence and you could really... Um, I could feel the connection, but it was then placing it with the right person. And what I'm, I'm now worried about is how do you manage that? How do you keep the energy up? How do you keep it going? Because um, you did so well. And also, thank you so much... Your humour is hilarious. I loved it. Thank you. Now, this is really interesting. I'm really grateful that uh, Ben messaged because it was such a funny night. So I think, in honesty, it was just one of those nights that you dream of as a medium in the sense of the evidence that I was able to get. Because for whatever reason, whether it was the venue, the vibe... Um, me where I was at I you know the fact that I had loaded fries with Kim and Amanda for lunch I don't know what it was but it just worked magnificently it was one of those kind of absolutely incredible moments and I just want to make that clear first of all Ben that um, it's not always like that <laughs> I wish that it was like that every time it's not always like that um it was particularly fancy on that night, uh, probably the best work I've ever done. Now, here's the interesting thing. Wasn't easy. And it wasn't easy because I had a really responsive audience, but possibly too responsive. And it's something I've never experienced before. So you guys know on this podcast, I've talked about audiences when they're not replying, when you get a spirit and you give all this evidence and you say, who am I with? And no one puts their hand up. And then you go back to check what you've got and you think, where did I go wrong? And it's all exactly the same. And you say, no, I know I'm with somebody. And then somebody goes, mm, you could be with me. And we've all talked about that. I've never had to talk about an audience that 
is throwing their hands in the air when you've only given three bits of evidence and they're going me 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 and what an interesting interesting experience it was so what happened was exactly what ben said ping-ponging around because i was really struggling to find the right sitter and i was really struggling to find the right sitter not because my evidence wasn't specific enough because it was I was giving names (laughs) like it was really really specific but people were putting their hands up even though they couldn't take it all and it was really hard to manage and Amanda Blesser was recording some of it for me and actually on the video when you hear the audio of it I'm I'm at the point where she started recording where I'm going are you sure you can take everything to people who are putting their hands up because people were putting their hands up and then going well I can't take this part or this part or this part or this part and I was like well why have you put your bloody hand up (laughs) I've never had an experience like it it was I mean, I think the first spirit took me four attempts to find the right sitter. And that is challenging. And you're right, Ben, it would be off-putting to watch. It's not something that I've ever experienced before. Um, An audience that is just so ready and willing to take every spirit that comes up. Um, And it was actually a relief when we reached one and nobody put their hand up. And then it took somebody a moment to register that it was for them because up to that point, I thought, oh my God, is the whole night going to be like this? Are we constantly going to be moving? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And I think... It was a really interesting thing for me. So I think there were a lot of people in that audience, understandably, who really wanted a message, really, really did. And so were making it fit, which isn't great. And that isn't their fault. So um, I need to think about how I manage that in the future. And I think in the future... I will try and remember to say at the beginning, please only put your hand up if you can understand everything I've said. Um, Because people, see, the thing was, I was saying to people, wasn't I? Because you know, Ben, you were there. Do you understand everything? And they were saying, well, yes. And then you'd say, blah, blah, blah. And they go, well, I don't understand that bit. No. Oh, and I didn't understand that either. And you'd think, well, you don't understand everything then. It was interesting and it was amazing because the responsiveness of the audience I have no doubt is what made the evidence so great so specific so mind-blowing but it was also hard because 
unless you've got the right sitter, the energy won't build. So when you're doing mediumship, as you will know, Ben, but just for anyone else that's listening, you have to have the sitter's voice and the sitter's energy to be able to build that blend with spirit um, and deepen that blend and get the stronger, more specific evidence. So if you've got people putting their hand up when you've said, I've got a spirit called Dave who's got a heart attack and they mean a spirit called Phil who died of liver cancer, it's, it does make it difficult. It's understandable, but it does make it difficult. Um, and I know it was a big audience, 170 people. I know it's a big audience, but for there to be that many people taking a dad with a heart attack called Dave um, and all the uh, you know who worked as a builder I'm trying to remember all the evidence for him now it I feel like it was quite specific and it and the thing was it was so when four people kept going and you could be with me and you could be with me and you could be with me and they actually then were trying to make it fit it was hard so the main thing is just trust in yourself Ben I know that if that situation had come up for me a year ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to deal with it. But I also know I didn't have such large audiences. So I've grown into this space. So it's always a process. When I first started demonstrating, it was just 30 people. Much, much easier to manage. Um, now I'm doing bigger audiences, but I have grown in my confidence and my ability. So don't worry, because that's my first experience of that. And I've been demonstrating for a few years on my own. Um, and I loved it because, like I said, the audience's energy and receptivity made it what it was, which made it so specific. But funnily enough, it was almost like everybody in that audience had seen loads of mediums where you expect to only be able to take one in five items of things that they say. I have no idea what was going on there. But it is what it is. And you just have to keep going. And one of the main things for me is bringing the audience on that journey with you. So I think it's really good to express, which you will have seen me express, your frustration in it not working, at your kind of confusion at what's happening. So I always tell them, you know, I've never had three nans. The time I had three nans come through at once, I've never had three nans come through at once. This is really hard work. I don't want spirit to ever do this to me again. I've never had six people all put their hands up and then not be able to take things. So I think that really does help. It helps you to bring the audience with you if you explain to them that you never really know how it's going to be because we don't in mediumship. The only thing that we know for sure is that we're going to rock up and something will happen. It might be mind-blowing, it might be terrible. You might have your night with your best evidence ever but still really struggle to play spirits and you know, and this is the thing, if you take it personally, or you let it pull you out of your power, then you're just going to ruin your link after that and your link after that. And it's going to be a really, really long night for you. So you have to be comfortable to be a demonstrating medium, to be going through that very personal, very vulnerable situation in front of a room full of people. And that is, I think, a hard thing to do. But equally, if you're honest about it and you share it with them, they will be like the audience in Ipswich who were fantastic and 
I felt really came on that journey with me. And as you will have noticed, Ben, it was really obvious, I think, when I was with the wrong person, because you would get this evidence and they'd say yes to it. And then the next piece of evidence would be an absolute no. And that was really, I think, spirit saying to me, no, you're not with the right person. And I do know that spirit will work within the confines of the medium. So, for example, the one that sticks with me is the young boy that came through on Wednesday that passed in a car accident. And I thought I was with that lady and I was talking away to her. And then I said something about his room. I think it was his room. It's all very dreamlike when you try and remember it after you've demonstrated. But how his room was left untouched for many years and has recently been packed away. And they went, no, that's not with me. And when I went back to the spirit and said, did I get that wrong? I felt very strongly that I'd got it right, which then meant that I offered it out and found the right sitter, the right person. Now, of course, that's really hard because I feel really sorry for the people that I started working with who then didn't get a message. But you also have to remain true to the intelligence of the spirit world. The spirit world are not going to bring through the wrong kind of spirits for a demonstration, whether that is for me to work with them to build that great energy or whether it is for the need of the person who's looking for a message. So even though it's hard for me because I would have loved to have given a message to both of them, it's a really hard thing when you've got a young person who's passed. The one I was with, there was the one I was with and that's as far as I can go with it. And you will have noticed that when I moved to her and the right person, everything was a yes. Oh, it was the picture, wasn't it? The big picture that had been made into a canvas. So this is the fascinating thing, I think, about it. If I had decided to ignore and that no and push through with it or try and make it fit, then I, I think either the reading wouldn't have been as good or the spirit world would have switched and possibly brought through the other spirit to make it work. And neither of those situations are ideal. And so it's really, really important to make sure you find the right sitter. And sometimes that is a bit like a baptism of fire. And sometimes you do feel yourself ping ponging round a hall. It was fascinating to me because I was feeling the energy pull about where they were sending me. And then lots of people were sat in the same blooming line of energy. I mean, you couldn't have made it up. And I have no doubt that spirit had a hand in that for whatever reason, for my development, my learning, my experience. Who knows? They know. I don't. I just try and do as I'm told and follow it along. So you have two extremes. You have the one where you offer it out and nobody puts their hands up and you feel in that moment, my God, I knew it. I knew I was a fraud. I knew I was rubbish. Nobody likes me anyway. I'm so unhappy. And you have that part of it, which is hard because you have to just dig your heels in. And if I could give you one tip for that, Ben, it is dig your heels in. Because I offer things out and no one puts their hand up. And then if I stick with it and say, no, I know this spirit is here for somebody and you will be able to take it. Every, someone always does. You would have seen that in moments on Wednesday. Someone will go, oh, it wasn't who I thought I was going to hear from or I didn't think this was for me. 
And then on the other hand, I had that experience for the first time, which was kind of like a free for all and everybody wanting that spirit, which is brilliant. And I'm so glad that everyone really got involved in that they felt that there was a space where they could. But obviously it was a new experience for me trying to work through that. But spirit will bring you the challenges that you need when you are ready. So just start small. Um, be confident, trust in yourself, trust in spirit and take that leap. And honestly, the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. And you will look back at your earlier demonstrations and think, oh my God, I don't know what I was doing or how I did it, but I did it. And that's good too. I look back now and think, blimey. Um, but I've learned. And the only way that you learn for demonstrating is really by doing and practicing it and practicing who you want to be and the medium you want to become and as you picked up for me mine is very much about high vibrations making people laugh and humor so thank you for your voice note I really appreciate it and I hope the podcast helps and I'm just going to finish here with one more listener question uh, because why not and that is from Sue and she sent me this email Oh, in February. My apologies, Sue. I'm going to have to do a few listener questions specials, I think, to get through them all. And I know you've signed up for a course with past life regression and you wanted to know my thoughts on it. Probably going to have an unpopular opinion here. But my belief is that we, uh, when we are souls, we are completely healed and whole, completely. And we, I'm resisting the answer to this one. I don't really believe in past lives. Eek, sorry everyone. I really don't. Not in the way that they are. Because my understand, that the way that they are represented. Because my understanding is that we are part of a oneness. When we move into spirit, our soul experiences the information and experience of every soul that has ever lived. That is the oneness. So understanding that is really important. Then we also have to look at the fact that time is a human construct. And so linear time as such doesn't exist. And it's a very, very rare thing indeed, a past life reader who will talk about past lives that are set in a future time zone from the one in which you find yourself. Because if time doesn't exist for the spirit world, why do we only have past lives in Victorian times, but not future lives when we all live like the Jetsons, for example? And why are they only limited to the Earth experience? So many questions about this. Maybe someone can answer. If you're a past life specialist and you have the answer to these questions, drop us a voice note. Share the information. I'll put a link to your website on it. Everyone can book in for readings with you. So 
I always think, and I'm by no means a past life specialist, but they are like a tool. So they give you a message. It's like spirit guides. Spirit guides present in the way that we need them to for the message that we need to receive, not because they really lived that particular life. It's not about historical fact. It's about opening us up and they spirit will do whatever they need to to open us up. And past lives, I think, are the same thing. They will bring into your knowing, your consciousness, what you need to think about for your healing journey. So I'm not saying they don't have value, but I don't necessarily think they're factually correct. Has anybody ever had a past life reading where they have been able to find and evidentially prove that past life? I have a spirit guide that I once had a drawing done of, which I'm sure I've told you guys about. And I had a whole write up about him with his name and the job that he did. But I can't find hide nor hair of his actual existence, which means. What does that mean (laughs) exactly? I mean, I'm not saying that that reader got it wrong. I'm just saying that perhaps we focused too much on the story of the guide and not enough on what they wanted to say. And I think past lives are a bit like that. They're fun. I love doing them don't get me wrong, I love them. But don't allow them to become a limit. And that can sometimes be the problem. I once saw somebody online be told in a reading that they, the reason why they are always shouting and having arguments and fights with everybody is because they were repressed in their past life as whatever they were and they weren't allowed to speak and so now they're speaking to make up for it and that person replied and said oh this is brilliant I thought my husband said I needed anger management to deal with my traumatic childhood but I know now now know that that's how I have to live for the rest of my life because it's something that is in my soul and I thought that was really bloody disempowering Um, And actually some counselling might have helped. A little bit of anger management might have helped. So for me, with mediumship and spirituality, I guess always, I do feel like the thief of joy. And I'm sorry for that, everyone. But is, is it valuable? Is it actually helpful? If you're getting a past life reading and you're going to use that as the springboard to propel you forward to greatness, then I'm all for it. I literally do not care how you do that as long as you do it. But if you're going to use it as a cross that you have to bear, that's the problem. For example, I was once told that the reason I always have a bad neck is because I was beheaded, but I actually was out of alignment and had to have my spine cracked and now I don't have a bad neck anymore. So was I out of alignment in the first place because I was beheaded in a past life and then when I was born into this body, my soul was what, still folded up in a funny shape because of my beheadment? And so then when it moved into my body, it went, oh, we'll instantly give this human a funny neck because they won't remember that they were beheaded, but I remember that they were beheaded. And even though I'm immortal and unlimited power and unlimited healing energy, I'm going to hold on to that bit because why make this life 200 years later easier when I could give them neck ache? I know, I'm sure you're all booing and hissing. So 
Sue, I love past lives. I've done past life work. I'm writing stuff for the Mediumship Matters Spiritual School. There will be a past life regression on it, but it will be understand this as a way to experience yourself not as a this is the limitation how you are stuck and not as this is a fact this is just a way of perceiving and receiving the information just like color just like oracle cards just like crystal ball readings just like symbology just like all of that stuff and the problem for me with past lives is when they become um as if they are historical fact rather than a way of interpreting energy yeah um boo hiss to me eh sue i know i'm seeing you soon in glastonbury please don't click kick me in the shins that'll be really disappointing <laughs> but i hope that you are enjoying the course and i you know i have no doubt that you're learning loads from it so it's just the journey, isn't it? And I always will answer you guys honestly, even if I think it might make you want to spit in my eye. So there we go. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. We've had a variety of things today, haven't we? Um, and I've really loved, really loved having your voices on it. Um, so if you have got a question, please do check out the show notes and just drop me a voice note into that WhatsApp. Um, because I just think it makes it more like an energy, like a... I don't know, like a radio show. It's lovely. And that includes, I would love some of you to drop voice notes in with your questions that you would like me to pull you a card for. I'd love to do an episode where I'm answering questions and pulling cards like I do the second half of my demonstrations because that's always really good fun. So even if you haven't got a specific question about mediumship development, but you want to know what's happening with your job or what you need to do next for your development or stuff like that, you can also drop those over. And uh, I will catch up with you all again next week. Have a good one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. 
These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.